0: you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right, roll it.
2: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry?
3: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
4: Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy.
3: Yeah.
1: And welcome to Couples Therapy My name is Andy And
0: I am Naomi We're a real life couple A real life couple of comedians And on Couples Therapy we
1: answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners (laughs) That's how it goes Now Naomi, my
0: dear Yes, Andrew, Uh, my dear
1: uh, Someone sent us in a voicemail question for you Mm. Or maybe just a comment I forget exactly But uh, I want to play it right here up top So let's listen to this question
0: I'm ready, I'm ready
5: Hey guys, this isn't a question, I guess it's just a comment, but I feel so deeply unsettled when the commercial for Naomi comes on, Naomi being some new television show, and I'm like there's only one Naomi here, and it's Paragon. Just wondering, maybe, any thoughts on that? To find that
0: contract. Love you. Okay, honestly, I feel the way this person feels, okay? Deeply unsettled. Uh-huh. Because first of all, you know, Naomi... The CW show. CW, Naomi, based on a graphic novel about a young black woman. I believe she has powers. And I say, why wasn't I called? Why wasn't I called? If not to be the titular character uh, writer, uh, as someone who's named Naomi, what can I bring to the table? Uh, to be... Her sassy, probably auntie, because that's probably the age I'm giving off right now. <laughs> I, I felt like we've got a show called Naomi on the CW, strong black woman, and I wasn't even brought in.
1: Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis, <laughs> when you wrote that, did he write it? <laughs> I think he wrote it. I think he when did. When you wrote that, why did you not think of my dear wife, Naomi? Hello? Why did you not have Hello, Naomi Paragon in mind when you wrote about a little black girl <laughs> who has superpowers
0: okay literally first of all like i should have first of all written it okay yeah Brian michael bendis i don't need you out here trying to tell my story okay because i would sell it i yes. would sell it Brian naomi Michael was then. a little black girl with superpowers and that was getting along with white people honestly naomi I you know, should
1: write uh, you should write your own I, comic where that is the superpower that is my superpower
0: oh my god anyway mm. thank you very much because i also like i'm so jelly but mm. i am gonna watch it so i understand exactly where you're coming from thank you for asking for my thoughts yeah
1: <laughs> so naomi uh Another thing, not only do we just get questions, like our voicemail uh, filled with questions about the TV show, Naomi, (laughs) we get, you know, obviously advice questions there. We get uh, comments from listeners who have their own advice
0: Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm.
1: the caller. Yes. And updates. Now, I wanted to, we got uh, uh, so many comments, (laughs) so many comments. I can't play them all. We got both um, from... Twitter and Instagram DMs and voicemails uh, from, uh, was it Megan Gailey's episode? What was the episode or Sashir? I can't remember exactly. I think it was Sashir. It was Sashir. It was the uh, uh, woman and her boyfriend broke up and then the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend started dating dating her her neighbor. Her neighbor in her apartment building. Right next door. Right next door. So many comments. Of course. So I'm going to play a couple of snippets from the comments. (laughs) Okay. And then I got to tell you. We got an update from the caller. All right. So here's a couple of the comments.
2: What about, I don't know, because I'm a little mean bitch, but what what if she like, I don't know, like found a fucking hot guy, like a vast hot guy, and like they just like she brought him back to her place, but like he was in on it, you know, like the next time like he's over there or whatever, like, I don't know, maybe she comes out of her apartment with some fucking hot guy. Um, it's like, I don't know, like, how do you, how
0: do you think of that motherfucker? So. Okay.
1: The, okay. So the, the advice was get a hot guy. <laughs> a vaxed hot guy. A I vaxed believe. hot guy. <laughs> and make the ex-boyfriend jealous. Exactly. And whenever he's around, you bring, you wheel the,
0: the vaxed hot guy out. <laughs> right. And be like, what do you think of that? Okay. We love that. That is complicated. That mm-hmm. is theater. What and you think I of do that? support it.
1: Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Here's another snippet
6: make him uncomfortable and if that doesn't work just choose violence i'm sure i don't know how long you dated him for but do you have screenshots do you know something embarrassing threaten him tell him he needs to leave you alone that's your sanctuary we're in a quarantine you need to be comfortable in your home so choose violence
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay that person just said choose violence <laughs> and I'm obsessed with them uh-huh. because that was, it was just so bold, but also said with such a cheery tone uh-huh. that it was like, okay. Uh-huh. All right. I think you mean it. I think you really mean it. <laughs> just violence. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Blackmail. <laughs> blackmail. It's him, really, him. you know it's something leaving the apartment building.
0: Honestly, it's like, yeah, get him mm-hmm. out, get him out. <laughs> Here's one more.
2: I had a situation. I dated a guy who broke up with me out of the blue. It was just horrible.
5: And then several months later, He and his dad bought the apartment buildings I was living in. So then I was having to send my rent checks to my ex-boyfriend's father. It was horrible. I was so pissed. Of course, you know, he never reached out directly to tell me that they were doing this or, you know, he would respect my space, any of that. I was livid. Um, And ended up moving out of there, buying a house. And I kind of wanted to buy a house anyway. But I also kind of rushed that a little bit to get away from him. And I hope she doesn't do that. Wow,
0: wow, wow. That's another level.
1: Naomi, you 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 pulled a uh, Kevin Arnold. You put your hands on your cheeks in surprise. I
0: gasped.
1: Is that his name? No, who's the – Kevin Arnold's from Wonder Years. Who's the – who's uh, Macaulay Culkin? McAllister. Kevin, Kevin McAllister. McAllister. You pulled a Kevin McAllister.
0: Because I was just so shocked. Like, who, why are these people out here – can you – his – her ex and his father bought the building she lived in. That's insane. That's insane. That feels like a Trump thing. Like like Trump would do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they would do that. Like Eric Trump's exes. You know what I mean? Like they would just like buy the building they lived in. It feels like that's like crazy. And to never say anything. And then you have to send him rent checks. Oh my God. Quite honestly, though, you won. I love that you were able to pivot so quickly to owning property. Okay, someone who's like, you know what, I went from renting to owning because I had to stop. Mm-hmm. People are really out here being sociopaths, Auntie. I know. I know, damn,
1: It's terrible. Now, let's listen to the update from the original caller. From the OC. <laughs> hey,
5: guys, this is an update. Um, thank you so much for playing my question on the air um, I was the girl whose ex uh, was dating her next-door neighbor um, on Sashir, the Meta show that um, you guys just played. And, um, yeah, I think Sashir really hit the nail right on the head when she was talking about power. Like, I just felt like he um, had so much power over me. But also, thank you for dragging him. That was great. I did want to clarify that I... Did not know who I was living next door to. I'd never met her. We actually... I met him, and he met her at work. Um, it's in medicine, so it's kind of gross and incestuous. Um, and I didn't know that I was moving in next door to her until I saw her, met her in the hallway, and then later found out that he was dating her. So, um, obviously, you know, I am biased and don't like him anymore, um, but he's not quite um, quite a psychopath. So, I just thought I'd uh, set the record straight in that regard. Overall, I'm doing um, a lot better. I'm dating a new guy, and it turns out time does heal all wounds. And also, maybe it's colder, so he's not coming around as often, and they're hanging out at his house, which, like, that's fine. Good riddance. Um, anyway, thanks so much, you guys. Um, and thanks this year um, for the great advice. All right. Bye.
0: Okay. Wow. In a way... She did what the first person suggested. Got a new hot guy. <laughs> got a new hot guy over the apartment dating someone new. We love that. But I do understand. So she was trying to clarify. It's not like he met the neighbor through her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like always had his eye on the neighbor. It all just was a terrible, gross. It's a real oh, threes it. company kind of. Exactly.
1: Exactly. A reference everyone
0: should get. And I'm the old man, Mr. <laughs> Roper. <laughs> You're Mr. Roper. Doesn't Mr. Roper look like Steve Buscemi? I feel like Steve Buscemi and Mr. Roper are the same person. But, but wait,
1: which one is is Mr. Roper? Is it Don Knotts or is it the other guy? Who's the other it's guy? It's
5: the
0: other guy. Norman Fell. Oh Norman
1: Fell? Hey, and of course everyone listening. Instantly
0: understands. Well, <laughs> maybe I mean Ralph Furley. You guys just look up the <laughs> cast of Three's Company and you're going to know which one looks like Buscemi. Okay? I'm just telling you to do that. 90% of the listeners are, are like, is this something from 1876? <laughs> what is this? Was this entertainment in the town it of was, Deadwood? It was actually something we saw in a Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, Andrew and I.
1: Put, <laughs> yeah, when we first met, you had to put a, yeah.
0: And it only cost a nickel to
1: watch an episode of Three's Company at the, at the Penny Arcade. But we paid it, but uh, of course the Victrola that played the music that would cost an extra penny, and I would put Naomi on the back of my penny farthing as we drove there.
0: <laughs> so many pennies, penny so farthing to penny. The, yeah. take the penny farthing to the penny arcade. Yeah, I drove my penny farthing to the Nickelodeon when I was young. Why are you so what? Why are you so mad about it? Oh my God, we're off our yeah. rockers. Do you know what
1: I'm not mad about, though?
0: What today's guest? Well, come on now, this is one of the best times we've ever had. Quite old friend, honestly, old, friend, old friend, dear fave. We are talking to the hilarious, brilliant, kind Jeff Hiller. Jeff Hiller is an actor, honey. You know him from shows like Nightcap, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Now you can see him in the new show, Somebody Somewhere, which just dropped this Sunday, January 16th. It is on HBO. It stars him and Bridget Everett. Okay. It's everything you need in a program. So why don't you just get on that? OK, I didn't mean to sound so aggressive, but I also just really want you no. to hear me. No, we need this to be a hit. We need it to be a hit. That's true. We, we do want
1: Jeff and Neil living in luxury. And
0: their cat, Beverly. Beverly needs luxury as well. <laughs> so anyway, watch Somebody Somewhere on HBO. And the the people who made it, I've been a fan of theirs for a long time.
1: Uh, two of the members of this playwriting group in New York called the Debate Society. Wow. They okay. were on a very early episode of Beginnings.
0: And My was it podcast. awkward? No, I know what Beginnings is. <laughs> he, like, no, clarified to me. <laughs> they, came over, they came over to our first apartment
1: and recorded wow. there. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. No, I want to listen back to it the other day. I couldn't listen to it too much because I'm like, Ugh, this is me 10 years ago. I can't do it. Right, that. right. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm very excited for this show for many reasons. Well, but it, number one is Jeff. That's
5: why.
0: And you know what show I'm excited for? The show where Jeff helps us answer these people's relationship questions. So, I'm going to say... Roll it. Jeff Hiller, I'm so happy you're here. This is just wonderful. Sometimes we use the podcast to hang out with friends, mm-hmm. and this is one of those times.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's very nice to be here. I'm going to switch my view to speaker so I don't have to look at my own face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is very healthy. That's very healthy.
4: I was saying that in therapy the
1: other day, where <laughs> I was just like, I'm really glad that I'm minimized at the top of this thing because otherwise, I would just we would just be talking about. Uh, my body
4: dysmorphia, <laughs> 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 and there's other more important things to talk about in therapy. Absolutely. Uh, exactly. That's only like seventy-five percent. The other twenty-five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, can I also say how excited I was to see you in that? I thought you were just like uh uh, I just had a role on that new show, the Bridget oh, Everett yeah. show. And then to watch the trailer and see you featured in a good deal of it was very exciting for me.
4: It is exciting. (laughs) exciting. (laughs) Oh, you (laughs) sounded.
0: I'm excited that it's finally out because I feel like I remember when you shot the pilot 45 years ago.
4: I shot the pilot in 2019, October of 2019. Jesus. I mean, it's so exhausting. <laughs> Wait, that was we pre-pandemic? We promoting season three right now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Hold on, hold on. That was pre-pandemic, right? Is that my yes. timeline correct? Yes. I know everything's collapsed, like we're in
4: a, a black hole, but like, that was pre-pandemic.
0: Yes. Yeah,
4: the pilot was pre-pandemic, but then we got picked up in March of 2020, so then it mm-hmm. took a while. Mm-hmm. So. It took a while.
1: And can I also say, Jeff... I think you know this already, right? But you, ha- you play a pivotal role in uh, Naomi and My Burgeoning Love. Wow. Back in, back in the years. Speaking of years past, <laughs> the year... <laughs> Do you remember the the storied year 2010? Twenty ten. UCB oh. only had two theaters, one <laughs> at Franklin and one at Chelsea. Uh, and, what else was And also
4: happening? one in LA, but yeah.
1: Yeah, Franklin, Franklin.
4: Franklin. Oh Franklin. Oh right. It was pre East Village, you're right. Yeah,
1: pre beast pre beast. Pre beast. Uh and uh uh we all had a glimmer of hope in our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh i believe uh
0: the, the before they show, beat
4: it out of us
0: <laughs> the show was called
1: it was before the tea party right is this correct <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no not at I all i think it was the show was called the lottery the performers oh. jeff hiller um why am i risa sangurai is that her name
4: yes yes risa yeah
0: and then there was one more person whose name I'm blanking on.
1: I, uh, You know what, Naomi? It all faded into the background. So for the listener, <laughs> there was a show at UCB called The Lottery. You know the listeners where... heard our
0: origin story.
1: <laughs> where?
4: I don't think I've heard this origin story.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Some listeners, Naomi. You always have to play know, to I... the new listeners.
0: Okay, yeah Play to the new <laughs> listeners. Play to the back of
4: the house. Right. This is network, not streaming. Okay, we have to retell. <laughs> yeah, Naomi. <laughs> This is
1: NBC prime time.
0: Thursday nights, back yes. when it was the big was the big channel. Yeah,
1: can't miss. What was it
0: called? I don't know. Must see TV. Must see. There you go.
1: Must hear TV. Must so, hear podcast. The show, uh, there was a show at UCB called The Lottery where they would pluck students. Pluck like mm-hmm. you and me, <laughs> yep. Uh, and have the show after the Tuesday night. Tuesday nights was like a, uh, a it was called Harold night, where they would have house teams oh, perform.
0: Gosh, yep.
1: And then at, at the uh, at the conclusion of that, there was this show called The Lottery, where we would, would, uh, students would perform uh, with, with the best house, best. house team members. The
0: top of the pops.
1: And you and I, uh, <laughs> that's how we met. You and I were in that's the same show. First beats was me and Risa. Second beats, you and Jeff.
0: And I did demand... Uh, I was going to say request, but it was demand to be on Jeff's team because Jeff, I feel like I'm <laughs> well, so Well, we glad. knew each
4: other before though. Well, I know, you but I'm, I.
0: I'm glad that we actually became friends given how we met because you know how sometimes it's hard to kind of transition into like, I'm a regular person. You're a regular person. When I literally came up to you on a Halloween, dressed as Sojourner Truth <laughs> and told you I was obsessed with you. And the <laughs> fact that we could pivot from that. It, <laughs> wait, I never heard this.
4: What? <laughs> it was before well, your but- time. But then you were like, Hey, can, can we go out to coffee or something or uh, whatever? And I was like, Yeah. And we went out and I was on Weight Watchers at the time. Uh-huh. And I remember <laughs> I had this app, where, the Weight Watchers app had this thing at the time, which <laughs> I've been on it since. So <laughs> it was really successful. Anyway, they don't have it anymore, but they, it, you could see a piece of pizza and you could just like put different toppings on it and it would tell you how many points that,
0: <laughs> that piece oh, yes. would be. Yes. And yes. I was like,
4: Playing with it when you walked up, and I was like so mortified because I was like, now I have to tell her, I have to tell her I'm on Weight Watchers right now. And you were so kind about it, and so I I I felt instantly bound to you. Wait, wait, hold
1: on, hold on. I wanna, I wanna, you want impact. Go back to this moment. Okay. Why were you mortified that you were doing Weight Watchers?
4: Well, cause it's, I don't know, it's like. It should, like you, you okay? This is someone I've just met, right? And but I'm also not on the stage where I can like control the narrative. <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes. So I just it feels very vulnerable to be like I don't like the way I look and I'm trying <laughs> to do something to make it better. We both know it won't work, <laughs> and we both know that I've chosen the thing that's less about actual health and more about like losing the pound <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's just it's very like um, I don't, of course I just said it right now in public but whatever but it was yeah, I,
0: I get it that it's, it was more information than you were like preparing to share with someone you didn't really know yes. yeah like it was like I got a lot and you're like we haven't even exchanged last <laughs> names like I get
1: it so what year was this because there was a point in time when society just started to scream out all of this stuff all of the kind of uh uh, I don't know what you call repressed feelings repressed thoughts on twitter so all these things that you just said some like today people like just go scroll on twitter and people are screaming all those things on twitter (laughs) right now right whereas at that time was this 2009 2008 it was, it was...
4: 2008. Yeah, yeah, it had to be an eight.
1: So at some... So, 08, people are, like, still ashamed of certain things, whereas yeah. now everyone is just, <laughs> like, vomiting them up into the collective unconscious. But again,
4: like, even at that time, I would have said it on stage, like, doing stand-up or something. Sure, I would right. never have said it. I don't know. There's just something about, like, oh, I'm the one who's going to tell you how to do improv, which, by the way, we ended up being like, I oh, don't do improv. Just do stand-up if that's what you want to do. <laughs> And you were like, oh, good, that's really what I want to do. And I was like, oh, yeah, this won't give you nothing. It? So
0: I think we need to just step it out. For the record, <laughs> Jeff is the one who got me off that, got that monkey off my back. Got the improv monkey off my back. I pivoted, and I it never felt better.
4: Well, I remember you being like, I don't like doing it. I'm not very good at it, and I don't like watching it. And I was like, oh, then don't do that. There's no reason for this. This will not help your career at all.
0: <laughs> so wait, damn it, what a... When you first the slave on Halloween,
1: when you first well, uh, I believe Sojourner is on both sides of that equation, right? Yeah. So uh, you could have been a free woman, but uh, when uh, when you saw Jeff, you saw you had seen him perform before. Yes,
4: I love that. I love that Andy just like lawyered you into being, <laughs> you were like, you could have been a free woman and Naomi, you're just like, you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a costume that I created myself and that yeah. <laughs> I wrote, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, it's a very easy costume to make you guys. You just got to get a cheap little bonnet from Halloween Adventure, <laughs> then put on a button down shirt and then have a long black skirt. And a comfortable shoe. It was the warmest Halloween costume I've ever had.
1: You can also pivot to be like a uh, a sister wife in that if costume. If
4: you need
0: to, if you yeah. need to, absolutely.
4: Oh, but we didn't we meet at, not at a birthday party, uh, not at a UCB party, but at a birthday party? Yes, it was someone, it was
0: like a friend. It was someone, uh, yeah. Uh,
4: Nick, Nick Searley. do you know him?
0: Yes, absolutely.
4: That's Nick really Searley,
0: nice. actor.
4: Not Nick Cersei. the...
1: Uh, older very republican actor on justified no
4: no No, he did not invite naomi and myself to his birthday uh
1: who i'm sure is uh anti-vax so okay so you you saw jeff perform and then you're like i want to be his friend
0: I just saw he was the funniest person I'd ever seen, and I had to let him know that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if it would take off. You know what I mean? In fact, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't because I was coming in hot. And so I didn't plan that, but, like, it was just because, too, I didn't expect to see him at that party, right? So when I saw him in this social setting, and it wasn't improv, I was like, this is my chance. You got to get in there. And so that was because I feel like if I just come up to you and like UCB after a show, it would have been like, all right, are you in 101? You know what I mean? You would have kept moving. But I think it kind of helped.
4: Well, and you were funny. You were Um, funny. That helps. Bless. Don't you think?
0: It helps a little bit. But I don't know if you knew that by then.
4: But You were funny when we talked.
0: Oh, that's good. Thank God. Still got it. Um, Jeff, you grew up in the South, correct? Texas, yeah. Texas. See, sometimes
4: people say Texas is not the South. That that it's like its own thing. You know. They do. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> like I think so- it's not South like Georgia and South Carolina. It's it's a. I mean, it's its own thing. I wouldn't say it's a good thing or a
0: better <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's just its own thing.
1: <laughs> yes. What does that mean? And and also, have you ever messed with it? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god for just the tiniest moment i was like that is an inappropriate question um, uh have i ever messed with it no i'm afraid of it i'm afraid of it and uh and i always clap when they say the stars at night are big and bright <laughs> um, but that's just because you're
1: a Wee's big adventure
4: fan uh, okay, yep. No, they ingrained <laughs> that stuff way before P- I saw Pee Wee. Um, <laughs> that stuff is ingrained deeply. Um, wait, what but did where, you
0: ask me? where in Texas? San Antonio. San oh. Antonio.
4: Okay, so I'm gonna go back for a second, though. Uh,
1: okay. w- what makes Texas its own thing? Oh, right, that's what that's you're not, about. that's not southern.
4: <laughs> well, um, it's, like, more cowboy than, like, Than sweet tea. Than
0: yeah, sweet exactly. Tea. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Nice, like, exactly. Yeah, like, for instance,
4: okay. sweet tea wasn't really a big part of my growing up.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But,
4: like, the rodeo was something I went to, even though I did not want to go to it.
0: You went to the rodeo? Like... When you were, it was a hangout or was it like your parents? (laughs) Yeah, did you and your friends just be like,
1: hey, uh, you want to go get some hot dogs down at the rodeo?
4: (laughs) It was like the mall.
5: Um,
0: No,
4: No, it was not like the mall. It was like a thing you got tickets to once a year. Okay. Okay. But I never, I always went with like another friend's family. My parents were like. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Thank God. We weren't into that.
0: Were either of them from Texas originally? Both of them. Oh, okay. So they were born and raised Texan, but they were like, we don't. We How far
1: to... back? How about far back does your family go? Confederacy?
4: <laughs> oh God! I mean, I, I probably don't want to go on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't. Okay. Um, my my mom's grandparents were immigrants. Um, and my dad. My dad's family is the one, the reason I don't want to go. I don't know how long. Pretty far. (laughs) Oh, Uh boy. Okay. There's a Colonel Hiller back back there. Well... (laughs) <laughs> I don't think a current I don't think anybody I don't know I, I'm not going to defend it or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah I, I no, haven't done please, the research dude. and I probably should so I can I think you some should reparations or something
1: Definitely on couples therapy Defend the Confederacy <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> This is what we brought you here for actually uh, so oh, the good. This is going to go well
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, wait So the rodeo Okay, so what? It's just like well, i don't know i've only seen it in my life i know he said once a year <laughs> still once a year i can tell you all i went to temple i went to the high holy days once a year and i can and it was boring as heck and i can tell you about it but uh uh what Same. is
4: i mean i could tell you about it it, it was boring as heck yeah
1: <laughs> so like what is it like it's just like bulls and stuff i don't know i've only seen it on tv i don't know yeah, what a rodeo see, really they, is
4: yeah people do bulls i mean there's kind of like it's kind of like there's like a fair associated with it, too. So you can like see like the kids doing 4-H or whatever. Oh, my
0: God. I was just about to ask you, what is 4-H? Now, granted, we do have the Internet. I don't <laughs> need to ask you. However, I would love an insider's uh, telling of what 4-H is. <clears throat> I, don't, I, wouldn't, I
4: wouldn't say I'm an insider. <laughs> but I will say that it's about like, like it's like the student group for people who want to be farmers. Mm.
0: okay
1: can we okay. guess what the h's are and you'll tell us if we're right oh i don't know what the h's are
0: <laughs> he- H- health harmony you <laughs> <laughs> he said farming so i was like what well, you know what else health and hoss hoss I, mean, I was gonna say hearth but i think i'll go with hoss actually
4: i think hearth is one of them i think hearth <laughs> is one and home and maybe
0: heart Okay. Hearth well, Hearth and Home are too similar. They're the same. That. Yeah, <laughs> that's I why know. I think it's got to be Hogs. But
1: <laughs> Hearth, hold on. Hearth, Home, Heart, and Hogs.
4: <laughs> also, just like the idea that hominy would be one of them is the very funny. To me. <laughs> like, sure, grits.
0: I'm just uh, hey, hey, it's southern a little something.
1: That's the only joke I remember from the uh, the real Ghostbusters cartoon from the '80s. Was it's raining. Grits and so, and I think Ray Stans one of them goes uh, It's raining hominy grits and the other guy goes What's hominy and he goes how many grits do you Want
0: oh
4: lord That's gotcha. the one thing you remember About that show <laughs>
1: about the real Ghostbusters Besides the fact that Ray Stans or not Ray Stans Peter Vankman, was voiced by Lorenzo Music who also voiced Garfield
4: and uh, Carlton the doorman on Rhoda. That's Lorenzo know. music Yes, when I moved to L.A., I, I binged from beginning to end Mary Tyler Moore and then Rhoda.
1: That's how busy I was. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever made sweet Lorenzo music?
0: Can I, pivot? Can I please pivot to an actual question? Because, Jeff, we are going to be answering people's questions, you know, relationship questions. and <clears throat> Oh, wow. Something I was thinking about with you... As, as long as I've known you, and, I, you know, just my memory, so it may not be accurate, you've mm-hmm. always been in a relationship with the same person. Like, you you and your husband have been together so long. <laughs> right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I Wait, guess so. Yeah, when did well, you meet since Neil? 2008. since okay. Uh, 2008. Okay. Two thousand eight. February oh. of 2008, or March. Okay.
1: Who did you meet first, Naomi or Neil? <laughs> I, th-
4: I think I had met Neil when I okay. met you because... I did a nymph show with Nick in the summer of 2000. I don't know. Wait, that was 2006. I don't know.
0: Wow. Well, I don't know. but, but like, are you someone who was like always, you know, in relationships? No. You know, was I it something was like, like when you moved to New York or like, what was the whole thing?
4: No, I was like single, single, <laughs> single, single. Like I was like, that was my brand. <laughs> <laughs> were you ready to mingle or were you not? Uh, I feel like I was desperate to mingle, (laughs) but probably not ready, you know? (laughs) Uh, mm,
1: Yes, yes, yes. That makes a lot of sense. When did you move to New York?
4: Um, June of 2001. June 1st, 2001. Okay. It's a good time. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Just enough time to get to know where the subway was before everything went crazy. I guess it's sort of like moving in like january of 2020 it's like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: (laughs) did you date at all in texas no god no okay no no
4: no no. i mean because after college i moved to denver what and i lived in denver for three years and i was a social worker for three years what
0: (laughs) see this is why we podcast because this doesn't come up in conversation
4: i know that this is something you're gonna have to cut out but the Mabel's little legs just barely <laughs> reaching into the frame is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Mabel is behind us, twitching on her back. She's with scratching her, legs, her back with, on with, the rug. With her legs she's, wailing in the air. She's, she's, but I don't see her body. I just, <laughs> just see the her little legs. legs. She likes to it's like, she's her like back. hey, everybody. Um, so, yeah, I was a social worker for three years right after. And I, was, I went to a Christian college. I came out my junior year. But only like to a small group of people. Mm -hmm. And so and there was nobody to date, even if I had been out fully. And then well then when I was in Denver, I tried to date everybody, and I dated nobody. (laughs) 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 And then I came to New York and I I went on dates. And in my in my telling of it, it was always that I was rejected. But in truth, it was that I I think I was a little scared of people. I was just like going for anybody, even though there was no real connection there. So mm. it didn't help much. You know I what I mean?
0: Yep. Oh yeah. Huh. Don't mm-hmm. I? Don't I know it, sister? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Single in New York City, baby. <laughs> That's right. That was kind of your
4: brand before too, right? <laughs> a
0: lot of mistakes. A lot, a lot of, of mistakes. mistakes. For sure. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I remember thinking about it in terms of like optimism, where I was like, oh. Uh, we don't seem to have chemistry with whoever I was dating because I went I, I was in a lot of like monogamous relationships and then when I got to New York I uh my friend had just gotten divorced and he went on okay cupid and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll try that out and I went on a bunch of very lackluster dates and but in my mind I'm like, Oh, I'll I'll try I uh, there's no chemistry here. We don't seem to have much in common. But maybe I'm just not giving them a chance.
4: Absolutely. Me too. And now I know if if you're not into it in the first 10 minutes you're never going to be into it you think so i do i think you know i think that's you know that's
0: interesting but i think see i see i disagree because i do think that i think what you know in the first 10 minutes is whether or not you think a person is cute because so uh, many people in this life have layers you know what i mean meaning meaning they're hiding like they don't right. have open hearts and loose butts so it may take a while before you see who they actually are.
4: Yeah, we didn't know you were a social worker. That's true. Well, I think I've loosened my butt now. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I can tell you.
0: But given that you were saying like, you know, at first you were just, had to, just putting it out there, just being like, you? What was it about Neil that let you know? Was it just the first 10 minutes and you were like? You know what I mean? Like, I like you, no,
4: you like me. I think I don't think that you can know that you're going to have a long-term relationship with someone in the first 10 minutes. But I think you can know whether or not you want a second date in the first 10 minutes. Exactly. Because, and I'm not talking about just if they're, if they're cute. Because if they're cute, you can figure that out in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> but, But, like, there were so many times when, like, it would be ten minutes in and I and no one had asked me a question. And if that had mm-hmm. happened, they weren't gonna ask me two hours in either. There, <laughs> there would be no there would be no question asking. <laughs> right. And or or they would say something that was like not like not like blatantly offensive, but just something where you're like, I smell something a little off with that comment. <laughs> and then it would always be like, oh yeah, they revealed themselves to me. Yeah, Uh, And that usually happened in the first 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You get little
1: whiffs of what people are like, and sometimes Mm -hmm. those whiffs are uh, uh, just a hint of garbage in them. And (laughs) then you're like, "Uh, I don't think that's good. I don't think if you get a whiff of garbage, there's going to be some some roses hidden underneath.
4: Yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: There's – I think – Yeah, I think that's right that there are just some people I know just from like, like, say, uh, if I'm doing beginnings interviews, Mm -hmm. there are some people where just like in the first 30 seconds, we already have chemistry and we're talking and it's just a delight. And then there are other I did this. I can't say what it is because it might never come out for this one interview last week where the person, like every, I would ask every question. I I used every <laughs> every tool in my interviewer's toolbox, <laughs> and then it was just like I would uh, reveal things about myself in the hopes that they would reveal all this stuff, and then just like one word answers, just like no, nope. and just <laughs> absolute silence. And and to me, that's also like dating, right? There are some people where you're like you're 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 you're, you're tap dancing on uh the top spire of the Empire State Building, and they're just like staring at you dead eyed right. just like you know doing math in their heads
4: right on the f train <laughs> <laughs> but, but i feel I, like- I was trying to be the opposite of this of the tall building.
1: Anyway, Doing math. Yeah, no, no, that's a great metaphor now. Now, if if you're... (laughs) Listeners, if you're dating someone and you just see, like, nothing behind their eyes, they're doing math on the F train.
0: Mm, Okay, okay, okay. We love that. But I did want to say, though, Andy, you and I did not have chemistry right away. I think we did, though. I think you're wrong.
1: There was, like, if (laughs) you go back to the... We, and we have a record of this because of our G-chats. Mm-hmm. They're flirty. They're fun. <laughs> they're very <laughs> Samantha.
0: <laughs> and just like that, we got together. <laughs> uh, there was I th- And I th- think there was too much
1: chemistry because it was very
0: tumultuous. Oh, you think tumultuous means too much chemistry? I think tumultuous means... I was very extra, uh-huh. and you were not yet emotionally open. Yeah. <laughs> That's but- not chemistry. Wouldn't you say, Jeffrey?
4: Oh, once again, you were coming in hot. That's how I do it.
0: <laughs> That's how I do it. That's how I do it, baby.
4: I guess you're right. Also, like, what do I know? I've been in one relationship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but given, I mean, you're joking, but I do think that, like, I know, for instance, for me, one of the things that was... I think made it a little tumultuous or made it confusing because I hadn't been in a lot of relationships. So I was constantly looking at things like, is this a sign that it's bad? Or is this a sign that it's good? How much does he like me? Because I didn't have like an internal compass really. Right. Did you find that to be the case when you found love?
4: No, but see, I think also what, 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 um, what I discovered about myself. So almost all of my close friends are Women and all but one are straight women, mm. and I have found that they are all. I'm not trying to make this a gendered thing, um, but I guess I am. <laughs> 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 I don't think it's gendered, but I, I but your friend group, your friend, my friend group. I have found that even though I am like them in most other ways, I'm not the kind of person that's like what did that mean what did that mean he said this which probably means that which means that this and blah blah and like um i was just talking to somebody earlier today and she was like i was facetiming with him and his office door was closed i mean what does that mean and i was like <laughs> and i literally was like well, i don't know what why are you asking and she was like well, I mean, I pee with the door open, and he's got his <laughs> office door closed. And I was like, I still don't see the connection. And she was like, Somebody was there. Somebody was there, and he didn't want him to hear. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, I don't know. I, doors I are notoriously just, doors are are notoriously
1: soundproof. soundproof and dense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I exactly. can't hear if if you close the door. I can't hear Naomi in the other part of the. Uh, of the apartment at all god we wish
0: we wish that was the way it worked
1: why is this person reading like this like a uh, a text like a deep text like in an english class because
0: they're not confident in the relationship slash burgeoning dynamic right and i will also say
4: that i have such a low self-esteem that if i felt any sort of I'm not 100% in, I was 100% out because I wanted to reject them before they rejected me. So that is also why I was so single. And so, (laughs) uh, you know, I could have been in a relationship with someone who was like halfway in, but I didn't want that. So that's really, that makes it sound worse. It sounds like the only reason I'm with Neil is because like he was interested, but just not (laughs) true.
0: No, but I was going to ask you though, when did you know he was... Uh, all in because it does take a while to get all in with any person right and so totally he, what was there a moment was there an action okay was there a love language he spoke
4: <laughs> we only just discovered our love language like literally we were talking about it last night and I was like oh that's your love language <laughs> um. <laughs> and then I was like I should probably do stuff and he's like well I don't care and I was like no that's how you respect love that's how <laughs> I show you love um so then it was acts of service. So I was like, I'll go to the grocery store. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, when did I know? Mm, well, oh, I do know. I know exactly when it was like far into the relationship too. It was like six months or something, um, which was far for me. And he was on fire Island with his friends. It's very gay New York specific. And um, I was going to come I had a show, you know, some show I was doing and I couldn't come right away. So I was like, I'll meet you there the next day. And I didn't, I checked the train schedule, but I didn't check the ferry schedule. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that if I took this train, which worked well for me, leaving from <laughs> whatever Moynihan station, it was way before Moynihan, anyway. Penn station. I was like, oh, that'll be perfect. And then I got there, and there was like an hour and a half between when the train got there and the ferry took Ugh. off. And so I was like, What do I do? And he was like, You've got to go This is also just him. He was like, You gotta go to this other place and and so like I walked to this other ferry and took it to a different part of Fire Island, and I was like, had two bags and I was walking <laughs> down the beach and the sun was so bright and it was so hot. And um and He finally met me and he was like, hey, next time you got to really, you got to organize yourself and make better. And I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And we had our first fight on the beach of Fire Island. And I was like, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to walk to the ferry Uh, in the pines. Yes, I
0: understand this.
4: And I'm going to take off. Which I think is a very Sagittarian thing to do. Okay, you and
0: I, okay, yes, we are twins, you guys. Jeff and I do
4: have the same birthday. We're twins. We're birthday twins. And so I was like, I'm out. And I walked, I was walking and he was like, what are you doing? doing?" (laughs) (laughs) He is a Virgo. I don't really know anything about these things. (laughs) Some some person who knows about astrology was like, no, you're completely wrong. But he was like, what are you doing? That's insane. Don't do that. And, and. We had this like real come to, come to Jesus moment where we were like, um, where I was like, Oh, it's over. (laughs) He yelled at me for being late. I'm out of here. And, uh, (laughs) and he apologized and he was, um, he's like so therapized. So like he, he is very, he like, he doesn't get angry. He like really processes it and does all this processing. And so. Once we were processing, I was like, "Oh, I think this is the real deal." And then the next month, I screen tested for Mad TV in L.A., and mm-hmm. I was like, "But what about Neil?" Which, like, um, for a career obsessed person like me, yeah, showed me that. I, of course, I didn't get it. So
0: <laughs> Neil was there. You stayed strong.
4: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I probably would have figured something. We did.
0: Yeah, you always long figure distance. it out. But I know what you the mean. The time. first time, you know, you were factoring him into the future.
4: Right. It was it was a first. Yeah. never even considered that before. And
1: yeah. what characters did you do for your <laughs> mad TV oh audition?
4: Well, I did do an impression of Britney Spears. And <coughs> before I went in, they said, don't do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who no. said don't do that? The casting director. Oh! She was like, for the callback, don't do that. And, <laughs> because I did... I did Britney Spears and Julia Roberts and some other – I can't remember. Oh, Daphne Rubin Vega.
0: Okay. very <laughs> just said,
4: none of those people are people you would play in <laughs> the show. And I was like, I know, but that's who I listen – that's how I know. And they were like, don't do that. So then I had to work up some dumb George W. Bush impression. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god that's hysterical <laughs> that you would even bring a britney if i go in for an audition i am giving you amorosa i'm giving you star jones i'm giving you gail king i'm giving you ruby d i'm giving you young Sicily tyson d. i know all old references i would like people or not from now.
1: Jeff was like, right. I got a May West. I
4: got a. <laughs> right. Well, Daphne Rubin Vega, first of all, is a woman, a woman of color. Right? <laughs> no one knows who no she is. No one knew her. She got nominated for a Tony in like 1996. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing that's happened for her. Plus, I mean, she's great. I love her. But like, yeah. Just because I listen to Rent a lot does not mean <laughs> that I'm going to be on Mad TV playing someone from Rent. It Doesn't mean that at all. In fact. Yeah. Uh,
1: so when did you guys get married then?
4: Well, we just got married when it became legal, and it was the the proposal wasn't especially romantic. It was very like, oh, well, should we do this? Yeah. <laughs> should we? Probably before the end of the year, right? So for the taxes. Oh yeah, for the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Consequently, our our
0: uh, our. Anniversary is tomorrow. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so yeah, really before the end of the year. This is December when we are recording. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm imagining like an embroidered thing with like two doves kissing, and it just says "for the taxes" underneath.
0: It.
4: <laughs> two doves. There's a cloud. One of us dies, the other one gets the apartment. That's sure. that's the that, that's, that's an trick after taxes, and then down at the bottom, <laughs> tiny little hand stitched.
1: <laughs> Wait, what year was that then? 2011, 13.
4: 13.
0: Thirteen legal. Wow, wow, wow. New York didn't
1: New York wasn't like on the forefront.
4: No, it wasn't. Iowa was before New York.
0: What? said no, no one ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Iowa before New York in anything. It's so true. Andy doesn't like that I said no one ever. He just scrunched up his face like, What? What was that? <laughs> well I said it. I said what I said.
1: Sorry, you sounded you sounded like a sixty year old boomer. I like, did? Yeah. Said no whatever like like hey to their grandchildren. Do you see this cool meme? Did
0: said you co- see no this, cool, ever. this cool meme? <laughs> <What?
1: laughs>
0: meme back to Daphne Rubin Vega. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy, I feel like I'm ready to dive into questions.
1: Yeah, why do don't, you? why don't we take a break and we'll come back? We're gonna answer some of your advice questions. We'll be back after this. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends. It is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out. But the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but... For comparison, MeUndies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all-black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I got to point this out. There is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know, Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral. So I didn't want to have to say what this technology is. So I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words. I can say medical words you might be interested in me undies' sophisticated... Contoured
0: pouch and ball caddy.
1: What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable? Contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Soft underwear comes in all packages at me Undies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. undies
0: comfort from the
1: outside in.
0: Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers. But I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray. And it is so friggin' soft and comfortable. And it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got in the new t-shirt shop. Now, as always, as we say, you know, we get these messages, we get DMs on Instagram, DMs on Twitter, emails to CouplesTherapyPod at gmail.com, uh-huh. but the best of the best are the voicemails, okay? Because I like to hear where you're at emotionally. I like to hear, you know, how desperate are you? That'll influence <laughs> our answer. That number, as always, is 323-524-7839. Now, Jeff, let's go. Okay. Hi, Naomi and Andy. Um, I noticed a lot of people say Andy and Naomi, but
2: not this black woman. Um, I was just listening to a recent episode of your pod and you said that you needed more voicemails, so I thought I'd help out. Um, basically, I am just um, a little bit outside of the situation, like six weeks outside of a situation where I got dumped. Um, they were ethically non-monogamous, which I don't even get into that whole fucking can of worms. but. Basically, we were not like together together, sort uh, of any official title. And I don't think I was in love with this person, but I do think I'm experiencing um, some form of heartbreak uh, the first actor in my life. And basically I was just wondering because I've been doing all the things that they say to do of like healing myself and taking baths and going out with friends and doing this and doing that. And, um, I still don't feel good. I mean, as one of my friends said, my heartbreak is really working out for their social life because I've just been going out all the time. Um, but then also I'm staying in all the time. And basically I just want to know, I know most people would say, Oh, you've got to like give yourself time and heal and all that. But fuck all that. I want to know if you have <laughs> tips, tricks, um, anything I can do to skirt this feeling and uh, feel better a lot quicker because I'm tired. Um, I'm tired of caring. I'm tired of working on this. And it would be cool to just be back to some kind of normal, not expecting anything joy. So if you can help me out, I would really appreciate it. love the show. And uh Thanks.
0: Mm.
2: hacking your heartbreak
0: how to hack the heartbreak oh my god (laughs) now jeff is somebody who you know would leave a bitch in the cold in the fire island pines (laughs) what would you do to like shake it off
4: (laughs) shake it off yeah um well okay i know what i would i know what i did do when i had heartbreak before i was with neil and i wouldn't recommend it because what (laughs) i would do is i'd eat my feelings (laughs) And when I had a breakup, I would suddenly gain 25 pounds. And then I'd be on Weight Watchers having coffee with a young person. (laughs) They'd catch me looking at my pizza slides. Um, Let's see. Uh, First of all, I really appreciated her being like, I've been doing all the things of like taking baths. (laughs) I know. I am so sick of pe- That's like everything in the pandemic was like practice self-care. Take a bath. I'm like I can't take another fucking bath. <laughs> it doesn't do anything for me. I just get a little chilly. <laughs> the water gets cold quick. And um you, you got a litter boxes in there. Uh, um, yeah, that's not. You got to
1: re-up with the hot water.
4: He loves the soak. Oh, do you? He loves the yeah. soak. Well, no, I, I like, like what the soak and everything.
1: Oh, no, oh, none of that did. stuff. I just like that it makes me read. Because I can't, like, makes... fuck around on my phone or anything like that. I just have to read. And it also keeps me warm. It's too, It's a dual thing. But I don't see it as a well, – I don't understand that kind of, like, self-care thing. I use it just to, like, to force my brain to do one certain thing well, that I'm not doing why. otherwise.
4: Maybe that's why. It's kind of like meditation. That's see, true. I just meditated in there. And then I was like, I'm cold. Because you can't. You can't be up in the hot water while you're meditating.
0: Right, <laughs> that's a lot of self-care. Actually, to add meditation to a bath—that's too. That's too. Yeah, things. that's too much. That's One too many to things. Too much. I know. In
4: retrospect, I was going at it too hard. I just really wanted to feel better. I was right. trying to hack my pain, my exactly. pandemic pain. Hack your pain away. I don't <laughs> think I don't think there is any answer though, because the only way to oh, no. not feel any to not feel sad is to. Um, mask your pain with, you know, things that are going to be worse for you than feeling the pain. Sorry, I'm well, sorry. You got something?
0: I think. Okay, I think you go. Things like for her would be like because what she what she's saying of like I'm being so busy. I'm going out and I'm doing the baths and I'm da da. This is gonna sound annoying, and it is kind of in line with what Jeff is saying. But you need to let yourself feel it hard. Be like, yeah. I am going to take a weekend. Yeah. I'm going to put on some on to Franco. I am going to let it out. Right. You got to purge it. Because I think right now what you're doing is you're go, go, going. And then in these moments when you stop, you feel it all again. Yeah, And I think you're not fully processing it. And I know that is annoying AF. But I think 48 to 72 hours of really wallowing
4: That's in the long run saves you time. I agree. And journal. Like, do, like, all of the shit. Like, Light ascended candle and journal in a bath. <laughs> you yeah, you can take a bath later too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um,
1: Naomi, can I say something? Yeah, it was gonna be my advice. It was, it was because I was, I'm like, okay, the problem is th- this is the thing that I've been doing in therapy a lot, which where it's like instead of putting on a podcast, if I'm feeling something, instead of putting on a podcast to distract myself. Uh-huh. My therapist is like, you should actually pay attention to what's going on and process it in the moment and deal with it then, because all you're yeah. doing is kicking the can down the road. Yeah. So
4: all and then are- the can gets bigger.
1: Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah start
0: collecting dirt and dust yeah. and whatever. else Yeah, it, it becomes on the a street. snowball. It does. That's, we've we've
4: learned I'm not good with the metaphors. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're kicking hey, the can into
1: a snowball. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're on the F train. <laughs>
4: No, the F train was really weird.
1: <laughs> I like, hey, I, 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 no joke. I did like that. Doing math doing math on the F train to me is going to be a new saying. If if we were just making t-shirts willy-nilly, that would be a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But I I think it's, uh, uh, I think in order to actually process this stuff, you have to confront it.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The only way out is through, as mm-hmm. they say. I agree. And also, if you haven't, even I'm sure you have, you sound young and hip and savvy, make sure you mute this person on all socials, if not unfollow them entirely. You know, you don't need to be looking at them. You don't need to be checking in on their life, because I think that, especially when you're not over it, like, it's such an easy thing to do. It's almost like picking a wound, you know, and it's it's like, nope, got to get rid of them, got to get rid of them. Um,
4: Doing that is like reading the comments on YouTube or something. It's like you don't do that <laughs> and <laughs> also it's like reading the comments on youtube where it's like i know i shouldn't do that but i do that <laughs> sometimes i do that
1: yeah what bad. is the masochistic thing because there are where i'm like i shouldn't read these comments and then i do anyway what's See, what, what, i don't what do is it. that impulse
0: I think the impulse, you don't go in to say, what someone's saying bad about me? You go in to see who likes you. And then on that journey, you find out who doesn't like you. Mm -hmm. And then you try to like almost mentally defend yourself, if that makes any sense. Right. Because when you see a bad comment, I'm not someone who would ever write someone back. But I'd be in my head like, does that person have a point or are they a stupid bitch? And you just kind of just finger out, you know, but that, yeah, that's what I do. But I do want, I'm like, maybe someone will say something
1: that will, that will really put all of this into context. Maybe I will see uh, a comment and I'll be like, oh my God, finally, this is a enlightenment. light
4: note. That's a good note. This comment.
1: <laughs> they never are. Never. Not once. They're always like right. someone who is unbalanced in some way. Right.
4: Or just well, mean. You're ugly. That's exactly, what
0: <laughs> just mean. And that's the thing, though, because I'm the same, you know, I'm not an internet commenter either way. But what I do notice is, like, when people <clears throat> like stuff, you kind of just think to yourself, oh, that was cute or that was funny. You keep on right. scrolling. But when you, people don't like stuff, they really got to let you know. Yeah. And I just wish they would just keep that to themselves. I don't need you to like it, but yeah. you ain't got to tell me you don't like it. And that's totally. what I don't get the impulse because, you know, I hate so many things. But I'm not going around, you know what I mean, leaving comments going on Yelp.
4: Oh yeah. But also, you have a fulfilling life, you know yeah, what I mean? Like- not
0: that fulfilling. I play Gardenscapes a lot. Gardenscapes. Gardenscapes is a phone game, and I even recently spent ninety nine cents to get some power-up. No See, that's why I didn't tell you. No, but you crossed I knew a line. You would have that reaction. You, you Do crossed- you hear how he reacted, Jeff?
4: Yeah, it sounded very similar to something that would happen in my home.
0: <laughs> Which one are you though? Are you buying the, or the power ups or I bought
4: the power-up. I bought the power-up from my stupid game called Two Dots
5: <laughs> and
4: and I didn't know we had a family share program and Neil goes, Did you spend ninety-nine cents on a <laughs> game? And I was like,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh.
3: All
1: right. Uh, (laughs) stars are just like us (laughs) (laughs)
6: that's how that made me feel
1: ah let's do this one
6: hey Andy and Naomi first time caller big fan love you both yada yada you know the spiel (laughs) so calling because my husband and I overall fine totally fine I would say eight out of ten mostly fine but we both recognize that we have baggage both on an individual level, that is affecting us as a couple. And we both recognize that therapy would help with this. And both know that we should see therapists individually and as a couple. Um, but I think there's just a few things that, like, make us hesitant and not really sure where to start. Um, fortunately, I did just secure a pro- full-time job, so health care is coming any day now. Hopefully that will help with the cost. But, you know, we both identify as queer. Um, You know, we both have various issues regarding identity, sexuality, gender, and just want to make sure that we see a therapist that respects those. And, you know, like, I might be gender fluid, polyamorous, um, you know, he is sexually fluid, and just want to make sure that we find a therapist that respects us and our identities. Where do we start? Like where do we go? What do we do? Is there like a therapist dot com? Is there a search engine for therapists? Just kind of like unsure as to where to overall begin that process. So yeah, I would love your help with this. Um my love to all the animals. And my love to your guests and to you too as well. Have a wonderful one.
0: Ah I love that. What a that sweetheart. Was very sweet Be sweet.
4: Um I do know this. Because- <laughs> My husband loves therapy. He Loves it. <laughs> he, at one point, uh, I guess I'm talking out of school here, but I don't think he'll mind. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, before we met with his previous partner, he was going to couples by himself twice a week. And also he was in group.
0: <laughs> wow, that's a full week. That's a full week. That's a week. full week. <laughs> that's four hours a day. That's a part-time job. It I mean, exactly. four hours a week part-time. Yeah.
4: Now there is Psychology Today has therapists that you can um yes. look at and you can even filter to um therapists who specifically work with people um with LGBTQ people with um with gender identity with uh, like all of the stuff mm-hmm. you can filter. You if you if you have something that you haven't mentioned cuz you didn't want to say it on a podcast <laughs> there's probably that filter too. Yeah. Um and the other really, really helpful thing is if you have a friend who talks about being in therapy, which I always do talk about being in therapy because <laughs> I think it's helpful to like destigmatize it. But I also think also I'm in New York. So it's like, it's not stigmatized here, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think that way you can go to your friend who you, you know, that like, Oh, we have the same belief system and you can ask um, them not to go to their therapist, but for their therapist to give a
0: recommendation Um, oh that's a very good call actually oh yeah Yeah, i forgot about that yeah you can always get a good therapist rec we're constantly asking our couples therapists for recs right because like sometimes people will ask us knowing that we're in couples and then i'll be like you know we're like james do you like somebody like do you have anybody over here do you like anybody in la like you know all the all that kind of stuff because he's a new york person but um we're
1: constantly recommending him
4: to people but then
0: sometimes he'll be you know but then sometimes too he's (coughs) like not me but this person um that's very true. And yes, psychology today is very is very good one. So when you said is there a therapist dot com, it is psychologytoday.com. dot <laughs> com. And then yeah, you put in your zip code or you know, the area you want in and just like, Yep, click them boxes. Click them yep. boxes.
5: hmm
0: It can can happen and And
4: sometimes it's even like it's almost like Uber Eats or something. It was <laughs> a picture what? of them, and like you can like map it and be like, where do I? But nowadays you can, you know, everybody's doing it online these days.
0: Well, it's hard to find somebody lately. I've been saying that too because although although female therapists are booked bu- busy, blessed, you know, they're very yeah. very busy. This is therapist time to shine. My st- my therapist was like, I can
4: give you recommendations, but I don't know anybody who's taking anybody right now, which is exactly. a terrible thing to say to the your guest who
0: just called. him <laughs> No, but, but we don't know where it, they are. It could be, and also it's, it's I also time. think, I also think, you know, with couples, it can be different, right? Like who's right. taking a couple, who is available, available for, you know, people on the gender spectrum and sexuality right. spectrum. It's like, I don't know. I think the more specific the therapist is, the more available they are because they know they're a damn That's lifeline. True. It's like, That's you true. know, we need you out here. Don't be pretending like you're busy. <laughs> you busy. You work at 80 hours a week for the community. Okay. <laughs> that's how I feel. Do you think eighty hours a week just <laughs> listening to people?
4: Oh my god, that's awful.
0: Well, some paperwork. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta submit stuff to Medicaid or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think that there are therapists that are rooting for this dystopia to keep rolling on? Because they're just like they're sitting there in like an Uncle Scrooge type money bin, just <laughs> like swimming was- in gold coins. I <laughs>
4: struck oil in this <laughs> pandemic. <laughs>
0: Just
1: like they're in a little bio lab trying to figure out like the next strain of COVID to release, so that God. they can. Yeah. that's a Andy, real don't even say feeling. in jest
4: because some right wing media outlet is going to pick this up, <laughs> won't you? I can be like, I'm like this no. guy says that therapists
1: are the cause and of COVID. It would be like notable Jewish man says the therapists have created COVID. Notable Israeli agent Andy. <laughs> It's like oh boy, so <laughs> there's so many layers. There's so many layers of hatred in this person's thing. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> but uh, we created <laughs> <laughs> created in quotes. They're real. Yeah, exactly. uh, they're out there. <laughs> they're out. Uh, and they're lunatics.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they're leaving YouTube
1: comments. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to do one more?
0: Yeah. Do you have time, Jeffrey? I do. Bless.
1: So, this comes to us from Twitter. I don't know if they, well, they say their name in it. So, uh a lot of names in it. My name is Leo, and I have two friends named Patricia and Michael. Okay. We have been friends for roughly around six years. Mm-hmm. Me and Michael are both gay, and Patricia is pan. I have been in a monogamous relationship for about three years with a great, hardworking man.
0: Okay, hardworking.
1: It's <laughs> <That's> a good <laughs> adjective to use. No However, different. life events.
0: No, placed no a
1: strain on the relationship. for a
0: strain, I'm sorry.
1: However, life events, life events placed a strain on the relationship for about two months or so. We are thriving now. That's in parentheses. And communication was not so great, which is probably why I had a sex dream about Michael. Mm. I only told P- Patricia about it because I was so weirded out by it. <laughs> not because Michael isn't attractive or anything, but because it came out of nowhere and at the time I didn't understand why it happened. I did not act on any part of the dream Mm -hmm. uh, or implications because I'm a person of my word when in a relationship. (laughs) So when I told Patricia, it was merely me venting. However, I began to notice that Michael is very distant from me now. Uh He barely talks to me and he only hangs out with me when she's around. And that was never the case before me venting. My question is, how do I handle my suspicion that Patricia told Michael? Should I just let the friendships fall to the wastelands? Uh, what should be done about this? Thanks, Leo. P.S. You both are great highlights that got me through a very dark times since discovering your podcast a few months ago. Thanks for being you. And as a black Detroit-raised person, in my head, I call Naomi my cousin in spirit. LOL.
0: Yes, cousin, you my play cousin, Leo. That is us. Your listeners are
4: also nice.
0: I know they're very sweet indoor kids. That's what I <laughs> say. All like sweet indoor kids together, and I love them what
1: hold on, Jeff? what were you expecting what, what what kind of listeners
4: I don't know, I guess I don't really I don't know what to expect i wasn't it wasn't like I was expecting anything. It was just I've been very touched by everyone's like very personal comments about like how you're very kind and nice, and <laughs> they love you so tenderly.
0: well, no, I, I agree think... strangers on the internet. it is surprising when a stranger's like. I like you a lot. You help right. me, right? Because yeah. it's like again, we're talking about how mostly they just leave it's mean a, comments. It's so, so touching. Yes. V tender. Now, Leo, you gotta talk to Patricia.
4: Yeah, there's just no other answer, right?
1: Well, hold on. <laughs> the other answer is do the math and be like, do I treasure these friendships? And then if you're like, uh, maybe not. Maybe if Patricia's gonna. Uh spill the tea about my sex dreams. Maybe I don't want to be friends with her. And then just right. let it go.
4: Right. I I guess that is first of all, such a long tweet. Thank God they can do Oh, that was d- it was a direct message.
1: Right. A DM, a <laughs> DM. DM. <laughs> that makes more sense. Can
4: you tell I'm a little bit of a Luddite? I'm like, oh, how does Twitter work if That it was only 140? Uh, anyway.
0: They asked never- at
1: Jack for a special dispensation to,
0: to do a long tweet to us. <laughs> dispensation. Um,
4: wait, what were you going to say, Naomi? I feel like I interrupted you.
0: No, please. Well,
4: I think... My only thing was Andy. I agree with what you're saying about like, what do you treasure these friendships? Because, cause he actually put in the DM, like that he was like, or should I just let these relationships <laughs> fall away? And I'd be like, if they <laughs> to, were the wasteland. Yes, <laughs> to the wastelands, <laughs> to the wastelands.
1: Okay, exactly. which to me is a very specific like.
4: It's a like, weird place to go for, like, a deep friendship. <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: Right. I feel like the language would have been a little more tortured. Like, uh, I don't know. Should I, like, should I stop? Like, should I, sh- should I just let them go to the Starbucks?
6: <laughs>
1: like, if you, if you still cared about the person, you wouldn't, like, drop them off in the middle of a desert.
4: Yeah. The wastelands.
0: Yeah. Well. A beach
1: on Fire Island.
0: I think my question though is, you know, I would need to talk to Patricia because first of all, having a sex dream is not like the end of the world, and no. it's not it's not something to be ashamed of. And so I think then the question is like, what did Patricia tell Michael? Was she like, okay, he had a dream where you like was very right. detailed? Was or like, you know what I mean? He like wants
4: to sex you up
0: exactly? TikTok, right. you don't stop, stop. Um. Anyway, also like
4: sex dreams are. Very rarely about just like, it's very rare that you would have a sex dream that is just about, I would like to have sex with this one person. Like, it's all much more complicated. It's about like, what does sex mean to you? And, and is it this person because it's this person or does this person represent something else? And sex represents this. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe, um, I forget the other guy's name.
5: Which Patricia. One? Michael. 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 Maybe Michael. Michael
4: represents um like a, a a type of life that that leo wants and and sex just represents in his subconscious attaining that or whatever i'm not a dream it. <laughs> like it
1: could
4: it could mean something completely other than like i just want to like have sex with him right yeah
0: Absolutely, which is why I'm like, Patricia, I say leave Patricia by the wayside, have a conversation <laughs> with Michael, because I also refuse to believe that, like, in a world where, you know, relationships, like, lines blur, you know, like, when two people are single, or it's like, two gay men, or it's like, you're cute, I'm cute. Like, yeah, I think you're cute, right? right? Like, that's not crazy to think, you know, a friend of yours is attractive, you know? Right. All and my friends a, are attractive. And he was in a monogamous
4: relationship at the time, but that and doesn't he's mean never, you
0: you never you hit can't on him. Your dr- yeah, exactly, you never hit on him. Right. So
4: Totally.
1: I mean, I would argue dreams are meaningless, period. That there isn't even anything deeper. That it's just your subconscious kind of fucking around bored while you're <laughs> resting, right? That it's just like your brain is so big and just trying to like Ugh, I got 8 hours. <laughs> <laughs> If you're lucky, let's do some weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Let's like crank up the dolly and like really get (laughs) it, really get creative.
0: The dolly dial,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah,
4: the dolly dial to eleven, baby. You weren't having sex with Michael;
0: you were just melting this clock.
4: (laughs) See, Jeff,
1: you're too hard on yourself. That's a great metaphor. That's what you
0: should start calling it. Yeah. Sex is called melt the
1: clock. I would love to melt his clock.
0: Melt his (laughs) clock. On the F train.
4: (laughs) 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 Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, but, yeah, but, like, I would say it's, it's, it's totally meaningless. Dreams are totally meaningless. And maybe, like, you know, in therapy, you, like, talk about them to, like, bring things up. Like I think therapists like talk about dreams when they're like, Oh, this turkey ain't talking and I got <laughs> this
0: turkey ain't talking.
1: And I got a real and I'm like I'm like really
4: cartoon, it's a real turkey.
1: Was <laughs> this a far side cartoon?
4: <laughs> that's my that's my thing. That's my level of humor. <laughs>
1: Not a bad level of humor, honestly, Gary Larson but like but I I think that therapists like bring it up to like see if it pulls anything out of you when you're when you're talking or right. maybe you're not being talkative mm-hmm. and I don't think that the I don't think dreams necessarily have hold meaning mm-hmm. uh so I don't even th- I think like it's to me the 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 deeper thing in this question is that he thinks Patricia betrayed his trust right and I think that and to me that I don't even know if that requires a talk. That to me, if someone did that, I I might. I think you guys are right. Talk to Michael if anyone.
6: Mm-hmm,
0: and to me, saying. cut
1: well, Patricia's pan ass out of this thing.
0: Oh yeah, Patricia <laughs> Pan. She's gotta go because Patty Pan is because. <laughs> it's You need the dumb- waistline,
4: not because you're pan, but because <laughs> you betrayed Leah's confidence.
0: Well, absolutely. Yeah, but I feel like, well, in a way, too, and maybe I shouldn't make this assumption for someone who's pansexual, which I believe requires an openness to like your own wants and desires. What were you even doing talking about somebody's sex dream? That's so lame.
4: Right. You know what
0: I mean? Like it's, I just, like, of all the things to betray someone's trust it's different. If Patricia was like, Hey, Leo said he really doesn't like you anymore. Or you really hurt his feelings when blank. That kind of affects the dynamic and the friendship still shouldn't say it, but I see. But to just say, do you know he had a sex dream about you? It's like ew, Patricia, what are you in? Seventh grade? Get out of here. I know. Of course,
4: that said, we don't know any of these people, and they could it could be that that my Leo is projecting onto poor Michael that he's being distant and Patricia didn't say anything, and now she's in the wasteland. <laughs> well then, then But also she might be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well then I think that your that your guy's thoughts uh, are
1: doubly important then have the talk with Michael if Michael's mm-hmm. being distant then be like hey you know a very simple like I don't know how you get into this
0: well, no, I, you? look you've been friends with somebody for six years if you listen to our podcast you know how we are about talking just be like Michael it seems like you don't want to hang out no more what's what's going on friend and yeah see how he does yeah I guess so. I'm so, sorry we were at a party
1: like last week and I just like boldly said to someone I'm like so what's the deal with your ex-husband <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not in a jerky way, but like the the guy seemed like a real drip, and yeah, it, so Andy said that I was, and I'm like, well, they're not, you know, they they're not married anymore, so I can
4: ask. How did they respond? They,
0: they were, were very open. Yeah, nice. they were open about it. Surprisingly, I was like, I was surprised that Andy would do that because he's never not usually a person who'll do that. Like, because right. he's like, I don't want to offend or did bring you, up like, something full sensitive. Do a spit
4: <laughs> take like when he said it
0: Uh. because it's like yeah but it was i get it because it's like you know especially in la when you run into someone where it's like how are you and usually they respond with their career accomplishments and so i could i also did too like andy was trying to rewire the conversation you know what i mean Uh, like i want to hear about what you're writing what's the deal with that ex-husband yeah and then it got fun (laughs) it seems like
4: a real trip
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah, so go to Michael directly, and yeah, then it's about it,
0: honesty. It's about honesty Damn. and honesty. Yeah. one of Couples Therapy sponsors. <laughs> it's not, but I just thought <laughs> honesty. Um, it's about getting the honesty. Wow, yes, getting that honesty. Right. Okay, we gotta stop. We've lost our minds, <laughs> Jeff. Thank you so much for coming on Couples Therapy, thank showing you us your shiny me. face, sharing uh, Jeff face. literally anytime. Is it
4: shiny? Is it shiny?
0: No, it's beautiful.
1: (laughs) We're talking about it's it's emotionally shiny. The light shining. It is creatively vibrant. (laughs) Thank you. We see the light of life shining out of you. Well,
4: good. I hope I could tell tell that both of you were dancing on top of the Empire State (laughs) Building, so I hope I was not doing math on the F train. (laughs) I'm loosened. I've loosened my bottom (laughs) my bottom
1: Jeff you were writing romantic poetry in our hearts
4: oh that's so nice
0: (laughs) and you guys we hope you were also writing romantic poetry we will see you next week